excited about. Welcome Mandalorian Fakers to the Mando Roundup, brought to you by FakingStarWars.net. It's time to kick back at the saloon with a dust stick or two and enjoy this week's recap of the Mandalorian. Ah, bounty hunting is the life, wouldn't you agree? Da 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 childhood dreams fulfilled. Da 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 da. John Favreau, Dave Filoni, fan service. Woo! I'm so happy, Gemma. I think that's pretty obvious. I, I'm glad you can express yourself. I've waited since 1983 to see Bib Fortuna as a fat, rotund gangster again, and we finally got it! All your dreams fulfilled. Amazing, amazing. Well, this is uh, the last installment of our regular Mando Roundup show, recapping The Mandalorian, brought to you by FakingStarWars.net. Please subscribe, and please also subscribe to our sister podcast, Faking Star Wars Radio. My name is Storm Duper. You can follow me on Twitter at Storm Duper, and with me is Gemma the Hutt. Chubba with a J on uh, Twitter. That's right. And we'd love for you to join us. We will have one more episode the following week on Tuesday where we recap the entire season two of The Mandalorian. Recap, recap, recap. Because there's not enough people out there doing that on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. There just aren't. We're like the only ones. We might win a prize for being the one millionth uh, group of people to recap. That's right. That's right. There's more people who have recapped The Mandalorian at this point than have seen it. Mm, I agree. Yes. But uh, please, you know, if you're new to the podcast, please uh, write a review. Check us out on social media. Check out the website, fakingstarwars.net. Um, and we would love to interact with you on Twitter uh, as well. During the Christmas holiday, don't forget to check out our T-shirt store at bit.ly slash merch. Things are on sale. We have some hilarious designs there, good stocking stuffers. So get definitely, definitely go check that out. And I also want to remind people to think about gifting to one of their Star Wars faker friends the gift of Patreon membership. We have a soaring entourage of fakers who have uh, joined us over the years. And if you go to patreon.com slash faking Star Wars, you can sign up for as little as a buck a month and you get a free gift. You can join Stephen Howard, fake Jedi Padawan, or our fake Jedi Knights, the Mediacratics, Darth Taxis, Keith Harmon, and Rick Swift. Good company. Yes, that's right. It's a very good stocking stuffer as well to be a patron. So, we know Gemma. Uh, with the Christmas holidays around uh, the corner, you know, Life Day, I should say, a lot of people are thinking about their appearance and trying to, you know, go that extra mile to make things a little bit snappier, a little bit sexier. I think you're about to tell me about your jingle balls. You know, I always struggled uh, with that. And um, until this past year, when somebody bought me from Manscaped.com, the perfect package 3.0. And this year has been the best year for my pubes and my balls. Do briefly tell us all about that. Well, you know, Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with a perfect package 3.0. You won't be the hairiest Jedi in the resistance because inside you are going to find the Lawnmower 3.0, which is a waterproof and skin safe trimmer with some beautiful ceramic blades. They're very, very nice. It reduces nicks to your two best friends. I've used it. Uh, you know, I get down there maybe twice a week or so uh, since I've got this razor and I have yet to have any problems or, or you know, nicks or anything of any kind. You're taking care of your jingle balls. That's right. I am 
prepared. Uh, this year, things are going to be nice and supple and smooth like a delicious Christmas sugar cookie. Just in time for Life Day. That's right. That's right. And you can also keep things very nice and supple down there with the Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Uh, you know, since you already do deodorant on your armpits and all kinds of other products, why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? For on-the-go freshness, you will also love the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. Gemma, this package, Perfect Package 3.0, would be a great gift to give for somebody. Um, you know, your balls may look as dry as Tatooine right now before Manscaped, ball toner and deodorant, but afterwards, they're going to be wonderful. You really get me in the spirit here. Yes. So go ahead, get 20% off free shipping with the code FSWRADIO at manscaped.com. Time to become Jedi Master of your grooming game with 2021 around the corner and the Perfect Package 3.0. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FSWRADIO at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code FSWRADIO all in caps. May the force be with you. Your balls. Uh, one of us got some very important details correct. Hit the nail right on the best scar. It wasn't the nail. It was the toothpick versus the letter opener. That's right. Yeah, you got that right. I also got that right. So. I, I say we both got things equally right, right? Yeah, there weren't any other major details or predictions that I made that made people poop their pants or anything like that at all. <laughs> We're going to get into those pants poopable uh, spoilers soon enough uh, relating to uh, one very important Jedi's return, which I did predict correctly. And I might add, I've been predicting correctly and for then, this entire And then season. you uh, pooped your pants. For well, real, you pooped your pants. I needed an excuse to poop my pants. I've been eating a lot of sweets and a lot of greasy food around the holiday season, as one is wont to do if one is a podcast host with a neck beard. So I needed a reason to justify it to you. You know, not so, look like a total idiot. I'm going to give you a synopsis that's going to make you poop your pants. Actually, you know, before we get into your delicious synopsis, which a lot of people are curious about, um, we did actually get a poll out there before this episode uh, 16 dropped. Uh, the question I asked was, what's going to happen at the end of The Mandalorian? The options were Luke rescues baby Grogu, Twitter a-hole spoils it, a spear dark saber duel, and Rose Tico sucks. Which one do you think was the most popular choice there, Gemma? They're all equally uh, enticing of, of a choice for me. Well, we had lots of votes, but it actually was a tie between a Twitter a-hole spoils it and a spear dark saber duel. They were 100% correct. You might know that if you follow me on Twitter, I have been waging war against these people that get online as soon as the episode drops Friday morning at 3 a.m. and spoil things. I just have no time for that sort of uh, ridiculousness. Well, you do have time for the ridiculousness because you're spending a lot of time on Twitter battling this ridiculousness. Right, but I give it like 48 hours before I you know, spoil everything. I, I just like to post fake spoilers. You're a meantime. polite spoiler. I am. I am. Um, but yeah, so thanks for taking part in our poll. Uh and so, Gemma, it's up to you now. Give us your final synopsis of the season here on Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 16, directed by Peyton Reed again. I don't know who that is. He directed Ant-Man and stuff. Oh. I thought he directed Terminator. He also directed the second episode of the season where uh, baby Grogu uh, starts eating those spider eggs, you know, his, his omelet episode. So he basically just borrows from other blockbusters. So we had the alien in that episode. We've got Terminator in this episode. I will get into that shortly. So synopsis time. Um, the Avengers team assembles to collect the baby Grogu from Gus Frank 
So the first step is to find the weaselly little doctor on a little tiny ship. Uh, So they grab him and they're going to use his ship like a Trojan horse to get into the big ship with the baby Grogu and the bad robots and the guest frame. So they board the big ship and it's surprisingly easy. Like they basically um, space all the robots and you're like, yay, it's over. All the Terminators have been sucked out of the ship and we're going to win. Yay. Um, And then, uh, you know, they rescue the baby Grogu and then the Terminator robots come back because apparently vacuums don't kill robots. That was confusing. I was like, they're dead. Wait, no, they're not dead because robots don't breathe air. So the robots come back and then they have to have their butt saved by none other than... Mace Windu. Ah, yep, you're right. Mace Windu. Ezra. Snakes on a plane. (laughs) (laughs) So it becomes snakes on a plane after the Terminator was over. And I turned it off because I got bored. What happened? Um, I don't remember. Some some uh, some no name character came by. Uh, I I got bored and turned it off too. So I don't know. Okay, well then it's over. <laughs> uh, in any case, yes, that incredible moment of CGI deep fake de aged makeup Mark Hamill raging onto the ship and letting them know who's the number one in the galaxy. So he saves the day from the robots who are not killed by the vacuum of space. He utterly, utterly incapacitated them, as I recall, Gemma. Yes, it was it was kind of fun. So uh, after that, the resolution at the end of the episode is that um, baby Grogu takes off with the young Mark Hamill, um, apparently to go live in the swamp or some hut somewhere and learn about Jedi baloney. And then... Um, I guess Luke needed a pet. Yes. Yes, that sounds about right. Um, and then everybody gets what they want. Right. Uh, Cara Dune gets to handle um, Gus Fring, <laughs> um, Moff Gideon, and she gets to take him into into a, a incarceration. So I guess the only person who doesn't get what they want is Boca Raton. She doesn't get her letter opener. So that's going to be a problem for future seasons, and we'll worry about that when it's time to renew our subscriptions. I think we need to talk about that now because I just – that to me was the weakest weakest part and fans are going nuts because they're saying that Boca Raton received the dark saber in the same fashion as she could have received it here that it was given to her by somebody who bested um you know a, a previous character who who bore it um and the Mandalorian was totally up for giving it to her i mean he was like down with that so i i think that that was a big plot hole no, I think uh, the fans got enough of what they wanted. This little kink, this little twist is probably good for the show. I mean, it makes sense that like there's a rule about having to get this dark saber. Um, it's quite a cool weapon and it would kind of suck if somebody can just throw it away like some garbage at a, at a garage sale. I get that. But at, at a bare minimum, they could have reenacted a fight if somehow, you know, like Mandalorian could have been like, okay, punch me, I'll fight you for it. And then like he could have just, you know. Duper, that's silly, just stop. It could have been like Rock'em Sock'em Robots. I mean, this episode really was about Rock'em Sock'em Robots anyway with those Dark Forces robots like ah. punching away at the doors. You know, boom, boom. They could have just done it like that. I can be any kid on the block. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're slugging it out. A left to the jaw. And... Oh, my block is knocked off. <laughs> no. <laughs> this who, is why they are not in charge. Why, why does the fight have to be physical? It could have just been, you know... Set a, set up a little ring with those robots and like fight away. You're reaching. I think it would have been amazing. Let's move on. Well, who decided it was a good idea to have Koska Reeves, one of those Mandalorians, kick Boba F- 
that's ass in a bar. I am raging about that. Uh, I'm pretty much raging about that too because it's so unrealistic and I just felt like it was a little bit of a girl power moment and I I am a girl and I just didn't feel like it was a good moment and I was bored. All the buildup on Boba Fett and his character and even like what we saw in episode six when he kicks Stormtrooper's butts with a gaffy stick and then he just saunders into a bar and he basically gets destroyed by Sasha Banks, the pro wrestler yeah I, I thought that was pretty silly like absolutely silly and unnecessary and uh i wish it didn't happen i mean at least it could have been a fight with boca raton i mean that would have showed a little bit more of her character or maybe both of them against him because he's obviously very competent yeah so what will feminists think when a team of women from this episode fennec shand cara dune Cosca reeves and boca raton all kind of storm the castle, as it were. But they basically end up totally ineffectual as the Rock'em Sock'em robots start breaking down the security door. And then finally, the Mando in shining armor, I mean, what a cliche, and CGI Luke, who is a knight, uh, end up saving them from all their failures. <laughs> <laughs> like, it couldn't have been more of a masculine cliche of patrimony and hegemony. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what is Kathleen Kennedy doing? Is she is she got into the eggnog a few weeks early here on allowing this episode to to release? They wrote this episode backwards. They're like, we have to let all the women get their ass kicked in the last part, so let's like make a good show of it in the first part just to keep people happy and it was silly. I see. Unrealistic. Yeah, I mean, for a show that has done a good job of incorporating minorities and women and stuff, I was kind of surprised that they relegate them to the role of just being damsels in distress at the end. <laughs> <laughs> just really incompetent failures. Very attractive damsels, I would say, but yeah. still damsels. <laughs> um, when did you know that it was going to be Luke, Gemma? Uh, it wasn't up until the last minute because I was like, there's no way they're going to do this. There's just no way they're going to do this. It's it's ridiculous. And then and then they did it. Such a ballsy decision. You just didn't see that coming. From I didn't Disney. see it coming. The fan service was uh, uh, was strong with this one. Um, and I felt like as soon as I, I saw that X-Wing, I knew it was Luke. But I kind of knew it was Luke all along this whole season. You always say that, though. Yeah, but if you listen to Mark Hamill, he's such a cheeky monkey. And he made a huge point about how he was totally, totally done with Star Wars. Unfortunately, my, uh, my Star Wars days are over. Now I can be just a fan. And I am a fan. I'll always be partial to... Uh, to uh, any Star Wars project. Yeah, yeah. Have but you- this, um... this time in the audience. And I'm like, dude, you're gonna be on The Mandalorian. I just mm, knew it. No, I, I didn't know it. I didn't think they'd, I didn't think they'd do it. It just gives people too much of what they want. It was funny, because when I first saw it, I actually thought they recasted him as a different character because it looked different, like a different actor. It actually looked different enough to Mark Hamill in Return of the Jedi that I thought it was just a completely different human. I thought it was a different human that they put Mark Hamill's face on. Which is actually, I guess, how they did it with a deep fake and a different actor because it wasn't Mark Hamill doing the movements, I guarantee yeah, you that. Yeah, because he's, he's an old guy. I mean, he struggles to play Scrabble these days, like with all his arthritis, I've heard. <laughs> oh, poor guy. <laughs> I mean, we love him. Mark, if you're out there listening, we love you, but we know that you're not as spry as you used to be. <laughs> Um, so where is Luke going to take baby Grogu now that he has him in his clutches? Based on what I know about Luke Skywalker's poor taste and habitat, I'm sure it'll be somewhere uh, rainy or wet or disgusting. And they'll live in a hut together. I mean, he's going to be like his pet until Kylo Ren ends up destroying him for sure. Right? That was confusing. Yeah. Like yeah. knowing what we know, uh, he's clearly not safe. 
do we have to watch de-aged Adam Driver come back and slice Baby Yoda, Baby Grogu's throat in like season four of The Mandalorian? Do we <laughs> have that to look forward to? Gross, duper. You're so gross. He's going to pop him like a gusher or what? Like, this is Disney. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't think we're ever going to hear from Baby Grogu ever again, Gemma. I think he's gone. He's dead to me now. Well, it's a pretty uh, daring move for Disney to lose their best toy. That's true. Maybe we'll see him. Maybe he'll escape. Maybe he gets bored with being a Jedi and he gets he misses the Mandalorian and he leaves on his own. He'll be in his own little X-Wing the size of like a Red Rider wagon, you know, <laughs> like flying through the galaxy searching for, for Din Djarin. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so why did that cut scene at the end of the credits have Bib Fat Fortuna in it when he exploded on a sail barge at the end of Return of the Jedi. Or I was thinking that possibly Jabba left him behind, kind of like the one member of cabinet for the State of the Union address. Oh, the designated survivor. I get it. That's right. The the, the gangsters must go on, you know. Agreed. Um, no, I don't know. I, I guess that what we've learned from Return of the Jedi is that no one's ever really dead, right? Like, it they're seems always... like it. Actually, in the whole Star Wars universe, people keep coming back from the dead as ghosts or just regular people. The best way to guarantee that you're going to have more scenes in Star Wars is to blow up in a catastrophic explosion like Chief Palpatine or Big Fortuna. It's like a soap opera, right? People keep coming back from the dead. That's right, yeah. And I have to wonder, is that because of the fan service alone, or is that just because the people working at Disney are that stupid and uncreative? <laughs> they couldn't come up with a different character. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I liked the weight gain. I thought it was quite funny. Yeah, he needs to go on a keto diet, though, or something, man. <laughs> Stop eating. Uh, what are those frog things called? Yeah, I don't know. Bib Fortuna's triglycerides must be through the roof right now. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to get on a healthy lifestyle diet here, but um, oh, but he's dead, so... Yeah. yeah, he doesn't. It doesn't matter doesn't now. Doesn't matter I guess. now. Uh, he had horrible security, though. My gosh, like they just waltzed in there like it was nothing. He's a poor man's Jabba. Yep. So how are you going to survive the next twelve months without no Mandalorian or no Book of Boba Fett? It might be the same show. Who knows what's going to happen, Gemma? So given how I don't like to uh, have expectations, um, I don't think I'm going to think about this at all. Well, <laughs> <laughs> just being real honest here, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think Twitter might be a little boring um, without any Mandalorian, and that'll be disappointing. But. Other than that, I'm, I'll, I'll be fine. What about you? I'm going to spend the entire year speculating on what the Book of Boba Fett is going to be. I'm excited for that. And, you know, I think that there are some beats for Boba. Boba is going to basically go down the list and assassinate every single motherfucker <laughs> who ever did him wrong. It's going to be that glorious. Could be. That could be actually quite quite entertaining. Um, I'm just sad that you don't have an excuse to poop your pants for the next 12 months. <laughs> That's going to be really sad for you. Yeah, I'm going to put the toilet paper companies out of business, I guess. Um, for Mando season three, where do you see? Do you see this becoming a story about the siege of Mandalore again? Like the the interaction between Boca Raton, Rock'em Sock'em Robots, Mandalore, uh, Din Djarin. What's going to happen there? Yeah, I think we're going to move on from the, the baby Yoda Grogu and we're going to get into something else, maybe. Uh, I think the first thing they're going to have to resolve is the uh, the dispute over the letter opener. I just don't think it can go another way. So it seems like we're back into space politics. Yeah. Probably, yeah. and, and some legends, and maybe we'll see the armors again, and she'll be real mad about the whole removal of the helmet for no good reason. Oh, callback. Maybe Din Djarin goes back to the shrimp-eating planet to meet Omara? Now that he's taken his mask off, he can totally get down and dirty with her and make some Mando babies. 
gross stupor. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? He had the hots for her. So I feel like we're already getting into speculation. Right, right. So this is going to be a long time coming. We're going to have to, you know, make sure that we keep this prescient before we deliver season three of The Mando. But give us your 20 seconds for the next season of The Mandalorian and Book of Boba. Throw it in there for good measure. What do you think is going to happen, Gemma? I think that they're going to bring in another uh, cute character because they lost the baby Grogu. I don't think baby Grogu is coming back except in our fond memories. So uh, they're going to have to bring in something else. And then they're going to have to fight over the letter opener. And I think that they're going to spend a lot of time fighting over the letter opener and try to regain their planet. All right. So you basically think it's going to be Mandalorian 2.0 revisited more or less with some political side quests yeah maybe we'll get uh some senate action <laughs> oh gosh i hope not <laughs> the end of the republic interesting <laughs> interesting well um i have a different prediction oh no i think that season three is actually going to settle on gus fring uh moff gideon quite a lot i think we're going to see him mount a daring escape from the clutches of cara dune possibly murdering her uh, because I think that we're going to see the development of his character, his motivation. Why is he doing what he's doing? Because it's got to tie in somehow with Grand Admiral Blueface Thrawn. Oh, I forgot about that guy. Yes. Oh, good call. Thrawn is going to come back in season three. And, you know, I've already heard that there's a lot of fighting um, in the Actors Guild and everything because the actor they've casted is not naturally blue-faced, um, but he actually wore stage makeup to oh, play the man. part. And all of the normal, you know, natively uh born blue-faced actors are just throwing He's all kinds of shade on this. taking the roles away from blue-faced actors. Absolutely. It's really You can horrible. only act like what you already are. Absolutely. That's what acting is. Mm -hmm. Being just what you are already. Yes. And so a lot of people are upset. There's talks of boycotts because of that. Um, Blue Man Group has gotten involved. They were originally going to help with the soundtrack on Mandalorian Season 3. Not going to happen now. Ugh. Love a good controversy. Yes, yes. So just because Disney took the time to CGI de-age Mark Hamill, and they kept it a secret for over a year, uh, I just have mad, mad respect for that. And I, I love the episode. I mean, I genuinely forgot that I was a faker, and I was like on the edge of my seat screaming and giggling like a stuck pig. Uh, and so I am just going to do it. I'm going to give this episode a 10 out of 10. Why not an 11? Uh, you know, 10 out of 10 is pretty awesome. And I have to leave a placeholder for when uh, Fat Fortuna returns again in season three uh, <laughs> from his uh, blaster wounds with, you know, a mechanical face and mechanical testicles and everything, uh, you know. So Gross. <laughs> that's what I'm really looking forward to. So I'm going to give it like a nine and a half. It was pretty good. It was entertaining. But, you know, I, I get upset when uh, I get too much of what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Why would anybody want what they want? It's just too much. <laughs> <laughs> great. Great. Well, it's sad, you know, Gemma, this is our last Beskar rating for maybe a year. Oh, no. What Wait. Beskar rating would you give yourself as being a co-host of this podcast? An 11. An 11. I'd give you, I'd give you a zero. <laughs> yeah. And I give myself a 10 out of 10 for oh, being perfect dear. in every way. We're never going to uh, resolve this here. If you'd like to give us a best scar rating for our work here this season on the Mando Roundup, you can get at me at Storm Duper and Gemma the Hut on Twitter. We'd love to hear your choice. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. So we have a lot to look forward to. Um, of course, other shows. So keep it tuned to the Mando Roundup because next week we will do our full retrospective of season two uh, with Gemma the Hut. Uh, you know, a lot of fun. But we also have planned many, many other great surprises as more shows come out. So don't forget to stay tuned to FakingStarWars.net for the finest comedy, parody, and satire. 
Support our sponsor, Manscaped.com, using the keyword FSW Radio, all in caps. And may the foe be with you. This is the way.